Hello, everybody. I hope that you've all had a fantastic week, and thank you for joining me for episode four of the Mental Dive podcast. This weekend for us in Canada, who happened to celebrate is Thanksgiving weekend. I personally am really looking forward to getting to spend time with my family, playing some mini sticks with my little cousins, and obviously enjoying some good food. For the record, I do not lose a mini sticks, so I'm just putting that out there. Undefeated. Not really. Anyways, so... It's been a busy past couple weeks for many of us university students with it being midterm season and I feel like I speak for most of us when I say that this fall study week could not have come any sooner. So make sure you enjoy it. But anyways, back to the podcast. So so for those who've been following my podcast uh, for the last couple weeks, you've likely seen and I hope that you've had the opportunity to listen to my interview with current video coordinator of the Sudbury Wolves, Jake Burton. Jake Burton shared a story of playing hockey growing up uh, with some success along the way including being the national scoring leader for midget hockey in Canada um, to having the opportunity to play some junior B hockey in the in the GOJ the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League but with this being said with his successes also came adversity and setbacks and a lot of events that really just tested him as a person and he shared his story about how he dealt with those pressures and how he just really kept the positive mindset along the way whether it had been through injury or finding himself out of the lineup or not getting a lot of ice time when he was in the lineup so although I may sound a little biased when I say this I would highly recommend you to listen to the podcast with Jake Burton it can be found on my account Mental Dive on both Spotify and Anchor FM as well as through the links on my Instagram at TGS underscore mental performance and just give it a lesson. would really appreciate it, and I hope you will not regret it. <laughs> anyway, so leading into today's interview. So today's interview was actually recorded prior to my interview with Jake Burton, but what happened was is I had some technical difficulties along the way. I had this interview fully edited, just about ready to go, and right as I was putting the finishing touches on it, half of the audio files could just suddenly not be found on GarageBand. And this was, this was frustrating for me. It was the first time I had to encounter this, and... I, so I came back today to, to check it out because I have a little more time now since it's my reading week. And I, I went to re-edit it, so I grabbed the original audio and I brought it back in. And then all of a sudden, all of the original edited audio showed back up. So I was really pumped about it. I'm still pretty pumped about it. And with this being said, I'm really looking forward to sharing the interview with you today with current race-side Balfour Canadians forward Ben Hadanaka. Myself and Ben initially connected at a hockey camp we were mutually working at prior to the start of current school year. And myself and Ben got along right away and we kept in touch. And when he heard I was doing a podcast, he was really supportive and he offered his help in terms of coming on to be interviewed. And I thought that was great. So without further ado, Ben, how are you doing today? Uh, Not so bad yourself? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. So so you're from uh, Burlington, correct? Yep. Cool. So you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we start? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm a second year student here at Laurentian. I'm taking concurrent education with biology, so that's fun. Um, yeah, like you said, from Burlington, Ontario, just came up to Sudbury to play some hockey and okay. live the dream. Sweet. So how long have you been playing hockey for then? Uh, I think it started when I was about four. It's like when everyone starts. Yeah. Around four or five. So yeah, I've been playing since I was four. Played. Uh, up until my minor midget year in Burlington, and then I went to play one year midget in Hamilton. Then I went to play in the GOJ, GOJHL, mm-hmm. in Ancaster, and then now I'm here in Sudbury with the Canadians. Awesome. So dating back to your minor midget days, what was that year like for you? Uh, a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Okay, so let's talk about them. 
All right, yeah, so it was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, had a pretty good start to the season. I was putting up some good numbers. I was also playing with some good players. Right. Uh, like we talked about before, I was playing with Ryan McGregor. Um, drafted the Leafs, not a big deal. <laughs> pretty good player, pretty good player. So, uh, yeah, that kind of helped me out a little bit. Little bit. But uh, I was putting up some good numbers, and I was starting to feel confident. And then I actually uh, I busted up my shoulder. So I was out for... Two and a half weeks, something in, like that. In minor midget. In minor midget, yeah. Oh. So this was, was during my minor midget year. So that kind of sucked and put a little, a little bump in the road. But mm -hmm. we just kept plugging along, and it was probably one of my best years of hockey, just personally and having fun. That's great. And so I'm sure within that year, you know, that's the big, that's a big first year eligibility for the Ontario Hockey League draft. What kind of, what kind of pressure that do you think that put on you as a player? And did you talk to any teams throughout the year? Yeah, so uh, obviously I feel like with any kid when you're 16 and you know the OHL is the next step Everyone wants to get better. Everyone wants to go there and play um, So obviously that was always in the back of my mind and kind of used it as motivation, but It was good. It was I kind of just tried to focus on myself a little bit and I had It wasn't really teams were directly contacting me But it was more so they were talking to my coach and then my coach would tell me so there was like a bunch of teams and then um, up to my minor midget, up to the draft, I got an email from a couple teams saying like, hey, we're thinking of taking you. Mm -hmm. So then in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going for sure. This yeah. is a done deal, done deal, yeah. like for sure. I don't care if it's the 15th round, I just want to go, I just want to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I actually remember I promised myself, I was like, I'm not going to sit at my computer and watch the draft. Oh, you, you woke up at 9 a.m. 100%. Oh, there. I was up Hold at on. 6. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to watch the draft on my computer, sure enough watching the draft computer yeah. name goes name goes name goes round 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 don't get called i was like well all right so uh yeah but kind of turned out for the better i got to uh play midget in hamilton so that was fun and just went from there sweet so what uh what kind of new expectations did you put for your, put on yourself considering you weren't drafted in the in the original draft did that maybe change your perspective of what your your goals were in terms of you know like Maybe it's gonna be tough for me to make the league now, or are you? Were you at that point where you still focus on? Yeah, I want to play in the OHL. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone thinks they're gonna, when they think they're gonna get drafted, and then don't, and then move on saying, "Oh, wow, this is fantastic." So obviously, I was a little upset, but I kind of use that as motivation. As all right, you know what? I could still prove myself. I could still. I'm still. I I was confident in myself at the time, so I was like, "I'm just gonna work harder, and then hopefully get a shot." And that's all I wanted. Sweet. And did you ever get that shot playing out of midget or? Yeah, I did. So after, so after minor midget, I went to go, play, like you said before, I went to go play midget in Hamilton. And then after that year, uh, I got a try I got a walk on trial with the Barry Colts. Okay. Yeah. So it was a cool experience and it was just nice talking to the guys and it was, cool. it was a neat experience. I mean, obviously I wanted my shot and I got it. So it was yeah. great. How'd it go? Not good. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't it go so good? Uh, I don't know if I was nervous or maybe it was. It was funny actually. So I was super nervous. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is my shot." And I've heard so many stories of guys only getting one, and then that's it, right? So I was kind of nervous about messing up, but I didn't think I played too too bad. Um, but I think I, I think I was just really nervous, and I didn't really have any expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, "I'm a walk on." I was looking at like their picks and stuff like that, yeah. saying, "All right, they got two first rounders." Like. They tried to load up on picks this year, so it would have been oh, really tough. Yeah, okay. it would have been really tough to make the team, but I was happy to be there. And you, know, you just work your hardest, and that's all you can do, right? right? Moving out of midget, 
you then went on to play in the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League with the Ancaster Avalanche? Yes, so it was right. with the Ancaster. They're now the Kilty Bees, but oh, okay. the Hamilton Kilty Bees. But yeah, so I was playing with Ancaster. It was funny, so my minor midget year, I, uh, I was 16, you know, didn't, didn't get drafted, and I went to go try it for Ancaster, and the coach there, Ryan Kubar, was hands down the best coach I've ever had. Like, it was, like at the time, sorry. It was amazing. Like, I just was, I was learning so much and everything like that, and... Not that my coaches along the way didn't help and teach me, but it was just kind of that next level of thinking. Like he played in the Olympics, all this stuff, right? So it was awesome. And uh, so I kind of I kind of went and thinking like, all right, I'm just gonna play hockey. You know, they were affiliated with the Hamilton Bulldogs at the time. Like I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, I'm just gonna play hockey. You know, sure enough, second round of cuts go through, third round of cuts go through, and I'm still there. I'm like, oh, this is great, why not? <laughs> so I keep going, I make it all the way to the final end. If I make it to the final round of cuts and he calls me in, and he's saying, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, we are getting some players from the Bulldogs. Mm. And that kind of stung a little bit, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was working hard throughout all camp. I thought I was playing really, really well. And I just kept at it. I kept at it. And then, you know, he's just receiving two guys and I'm cut. There's no more spaces for me left as a 16-year-old. Right. So I was a little rattled. And yeah. then, But he said, you know what, come out, just keep practicing with us. You could use you as a call up. I was like, all right, for sure. So I came out and I saw the two 16 year olds that came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I probably would have taken them too. <laughs> they were just, well, I was like, I was, I don't know, five, nine, five, ten at the time, like okay. a buck 55, buck yeah. 60. They were both like six, four, six, six, okay. like 190. I was like, yeah, all right, I can see why they're in the O. What were their, what were their names? Uh, Gordive and uh, Riley Webb. And oh, they were, not bad. Yeah, sure enough, <laughs> both drafted the NHL. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, all right. That you're a nice guy, but it sounded like the coach made the right move. Ah, eh? uh, yeah. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have a choice either, so the dogs were kind of just like sending him down. But oh, I yeah. see. But I, I don't think he was too upset about the decision oh, yeah. uh, having to take them. So that's why they do it, right? So develop yeah. young players well, and see, makes their team better too. It's tough too because. With you having, from what you said, a really good camp and you do everything you could to put yourself in a good position, you got hit with an uncontrollable factor yeah, in the sure. coach's decision. And that even stems further when that coach is hit with an uncontrollable factor, you know, whether he, he liked it or not, per se. Like, yeah. they're good players, obviously. Yeah. By having the Hamilton Bulldogs send players down. So, as much as I'm sure you may have deserved to be there, it's just like hard work doesn't always reciprocate, which is really unfortunate. And there's a lot of times in life where you're going to get hit with uncontrollable factors. And as much as it may suck sometimes, you have to just take it as an opportunity to grow and just build through that adversity. So you played two years in, in Ancaster and you did pretty well. And then you found yourself moving up north to the North Ontario Junior Hockey League. What was the, what was the reason for that? So I came to a decision. Uh, I knew the co- the, they were moving to Hamilton too. So that was the year that they transitioned to Hamilton. Okay. So I had to make a decision if I wanted to stick with them in the Junior B or go to school and play hockey up here. So I was contacted by the Canadians and they laid everything out perfect, perfectly for me. They're saying, all right, here's what's going to happen. Here's what our team's looking like. Here's what we're expecting from you. Like they're upfront and honest, which was good. And I, uh, I really wanted to go to school too. Um, so I was kind of... It was kind of just the best of both worlds. Like uh-huh. if I could, if I could do schooling and keep playing hockey, then it was kind of a no-brainer yeah. for me. Like I'm why sorry. wouldn't I? So like, I've just been playing hockey for so long, and I want to keep playing it. So yeah. it would be, t- it would have been tougher to try and catch up on my education afterwards. Yeah, and for sure. stuff like that. So our first guest on the podcast. 
Tanner. How you know yeah, we worked at we all worked at the hockey camp together. He always jokes about how since he played, I think it was like five years of junior, he didn't do any school along the way. He's just like sitting around class. He says he feels like an old man. No, I shout out to uh, Tanner Rison and Northern Prospects for that one. <laughs> um, anyways, so so moving from junior B to junior A, from the people I've talked to, they've told me that although people call it the notes in the Ontario Junior Hockey League, is Junior A, that the talent level between the Goge and Junior B and Junior A up north is pretty similar. Would you say that's that's accurate, or what are the really big differences between leagues you find? I don't find there's a huge difference. Uh, I, I just find it's almost, it's kind of like a different game, because okay. down uh, down south it's, uh, it's much larger ranks, as opposed to up north where they're tighter. Okay. So you still do need that skill aspect of, hey, I gotta have quick hands if you're stick handling in a phone booth, right? So, but it's also a game where, you know, you, you can't make mistakes. Up north, you can't make mistakes. You know, you turn over it at the blue, their blue line, three strides, and they're already in your zone, and then you're caught. Yeah. You're caught way behind the play, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's different in that aspect. But uh, the junior B was also good too, where you know, big ice. You have a lot of teams that are affiliate with OHL teams, so they're right. setting their prospects down. And there's a there's a very good talent pool there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I love playing in both leagues. Yeah. Like uh, playing in Ancaster were some of my best times in hockey. Mm-hmm. Made a ton of good friendships along the way and stuff like that. And I had a blast playing it. Like, yeah. could have played in the OJ as well, but yeah. I'm I have zero regrets playing in junior B. Right. So you could sorry, so you could have played in the, the OJHL instead of junior B at the time? Yeah. So okay. not my first year, not my sixteen year old year when I went to go play midget, but after that I I had a couple teams offering, not like guaranteeing spots, but saying yeah. like, Hey, we're interested in you, like why don't you come out? Mm-hmm. But I, I was so set on the coach in Ancaster and okay. just the, the whole culture that was there. Like right. I was there for I don't know, maybe like five practices and I was like, Okay, this is this is this, this is hockey yeah this is hockey yeah. like this is serious hockey where everyone takes it seriously the coach takes it seriously and uh, everything just kind of fell into place from there and i was like i kind of already had my mindset on all right that's where i want to play that's sweet yeah because it just really really goes to show and speak testament to the fact that it's not about always playing for the best team it's also having that opportunity and feeling comfortable within a team and liking liking your coach and just trying to minimize that potential friction you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. right because uh, like i i've had coaches growing up and i'm sure you have too where there just seems to just not be something there like right. you just don't get along that well or you can never find yourself getting those right opportunities and you know i i played single a hockey for like two years so i'm not i'm not exactly a, a gun myself no, that's, but that's but it's 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 all it's all the same i yeah. find no for sure if you can avoid yourself yeah. causing any problems off the ice, then I feel yeah. like on the ice will be even better. For sure, it's also just about having fun, of right? Course, like, yeah. like if you're if you yeah you're playing a good team and like you're winning, but if it's if it's not fun, you're gonna find yourself having a harder time getting to the rink yeah. and no, you know so getting up early for those practices yeah, and exactly. all that. So I'm a firm believer that the root of all sports should should be fun. Yeah, no, for sure. It's fun yeah. you say that because I found myself. You know, going to practice, mm-hmm. like practice, regular Monday night, yeah. late. I was excited to go. Yeah, I was like, oh, I love like this yeah. is awesome. I get to see the guys again, and we got we all give each other a hard time, and it was just like a, it was a great atmosphere and everything. Like that. 
So how did you handle moving up north from Sudbury? Because I'm assuming you lived at home when you were playing yeah. in Ancaster, right? Yeah. So this would have been your first time living away from home yes. to play junior hockey. What was that transition like for you? Um, it was a little tough, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a homebody, whereas, you know, I didn't want to play for any other team growing up. I just wanted to stay at home because that's what I was comfortable with. So moving five hours away was a pretty drastic <laughs> decision. But yeah, uh, I find that hockey helped a ton. You know, your teammates when you're there become your brothers. And it's, you know, it's like your second family. That's your hockey family. And uh, that definitely helped. And school kept me busy too, so I didn't really have much time thinking about back home. And it was, it was different, but I think it was a good change. Right. Realistically, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And so playing with Raceside, you mentioned before that um, a lot of teams in the Goge are affiliated with OHL teams. Well, up here in Sudbury, obviously, Rayside is the affiliate for the Sudbury yeah. Wolves. With that being said, did you ever find yourself in a position where you had a shot with the Sudbury Wolves? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so there was one, they were in playoffs, and our season had just ended. Okay. So we just got beat out by the Sioux, and I'm, you know, obviously Thunderbirds? upset. It's Thunderbirds, yeah, right, sorry, right. yeah. Sioux Thunderbirds, and uh, obviously I'm upset because I feel like we had a good chance in that series. Mm-hmm. And then the Wolves, Wolves people come over. Uh, Stillman, the head coach, comes over. He's like, "Hey, so talks to me uh, and two of my other teammates, Snow and Double." And he says, "You know, we'd like to get, have you guys come up and practice with us and kind of be affiliated with us for playoffs." Okay. And I'm thinking, like, "Yeah, for sure." And mm-hmm. of course, my my stint with Barry didn't go too well, so you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody give me a shot. Yeah, so maybe somebody give me a shot. So yeah, so I go, and it's funny because after that game. They had morning practice the next day, but I couldn't go because I had a physics exam. So I was worried what he was going to say. So he's like, you guys are coming for morning practice, right? And I was like, uh, I actually have a physics exam. He's like, okay, yeah, go to that for sure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's no, he's understandable. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah <laughs> dude, go to your physics exam. Yeah, it might, okay. might be worth something. So it was funny, though, because I go in the locker room after. And I, I'm, telling, I'm telling them, I'm like, no, no way they're going to call me up. Like, no, I, mean, I already have this in my head. I'm like, no way. I might not even bring my gear home. Like, I just kind of want to air it out. Why, why'd you have that, that self-doubt? I don't know. I don't know if it was with Barry yeah. and it was kind of just like that or if I was just joking around. I don't really, I don't know why. I just, yeah. it was weird to me because they literally just told me, hey, we'd like to have you up. Yeah. We'd like to have you with the team. And I was like, oh, no way they're calling me up. Like, it was just in my head. I was like, ah, no way, no way. It was just way. like, like kind of like a surreal feeling. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it, actually it, a good way to put it. That, that was your goal stemming, I'm sure, all the way from when you were a kid. 100%. I'm sure when you were a kid, you know, you're going to Hamilton Bulldogs games and, yeah. you know what I mean, like trying to catch pucks over the, over yeah. the glass. And when oh, that opportunity arises, you're like, no way that can be me. Yeah, exactly. Especially when getting caught from Barry and not getting yeah. drafted. So. It's, uh, yeah, it wasn't even that. It's just, I know how fast the OHL moves on, where it's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I was... Well, I'm in OA now, right? So that was yeah. would have been my last year before I was in OA, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, all right, my that stint of my life is done, and I'm moving on to hopefully go play CIS and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, no way. But I had a gut feeling. I was like, just pack your bag, just pack your bag and take it home, just in case. I didn't even air out my gear. I just like brought it home. Oh. Yeah, it was disgusting. Don't mention me. That's my biggest pet peeve. I hate wet gear. Some people love wet gear. That's that's it. gross. It's so gross. That's gross. That's just disgusting. Feel, oh god. Okay. It's like. Ah, ah, it's like wearing your own sweat. That's literally yeah, what it is. Anyway, so I take it home, and so they had morning practice that day because they had game three against Ottawa that night, and I get yeah. I get two texts from unknown numbers, and it's like, hey Ben, so and so from the Wolves, think you could come out and play? The first thing I thought it was like, well, 
I'm really happy I packed my bag. <laughs> so I packed my, so I was like, all right, let's go. I tell my roommates, they're like, oh, no way, no way. We're coming to watch, we're coming to watch. I'm like, ah, let's go. So I, uh, I go to the rink and all the guys were super nice. So David, David Levin was there. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because I was telling him a story. We played against him and I played against him in minor midget. Right, yeah. And, uh, he's with the Don Mills Flyers. Don Mills Flyers, yeah. yeah. So I played against him in minor midget and I was telling him about the story where we had three power plays the whole game and he had three shorthanded goals. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, man, I was a minus on every power play. Why'd you have to do that to me? And we were just kind of joking about it. Yeah. But all the guys were super nice and super welcoming. Like, you know, playoffs, like everyone's serious. Mm -hmm. But they were so nice to me and it was awesome. So. Yeah, so the coach calls me in the room after we warm up off ice, and he says, yeah, so uh, I want you to dress for the game. Or dress for warm-up, sorry. Mm. I want you to dress for warm-ups. I don't know if you're going to play or not. We're waiting on a player with an injury. And it was right. one of the Pialon brothers, and I can't remember which one it was. They're hard to tell apart. <laughs> yeah, they are twins, so yeah, that helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was like, all right, awesome. So I'm getting dressed, and you know, it's surreal. Like, I'm in a... What was going through your mind? I don't know. To yeah. be honest, it was... It's kind of weird. I, I don't really remember. I was kind of just thinking like, all right, I'm here. This is, it's, it is what it is, right? So it's, it's what I always tell. So, you know, we have younger guys coming up too and they might be a little nervous to start. And I always remember something that my dad told me. Mm -hmm. He says it's the exact same game. It's just different players. It's true. It's the exact same game. You don't turn pucks over the blue line. You back check. Like, it's the exact same game. It's just different players. That's all it is. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking of that to help calm me down and stuff like that. And I was I was kind of just enjoying the experience, in all honesty, just the atmosphere of an OHL playoff game. Yeah, so anyways, I do warm-ups, and I'm like, oh, this is a pretty cool experience. And yeah. their goalie at the time, of course, is Uka. Uka Pekka Lukanen. Oh, yeah, he, yeah he, I think he's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. Second round of Buffalo, pretty good. Pretty, not a bad player. <laughs> not a bad player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty, he's okay. He's decent, yeah. So anyways, we're all warming up and I'm just thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. And then we have to do like the half moon to shoot on the goalie. Okay. And the, the gloves they gave me were like rocks. Because I guess they were new, right? So they oh, weren't, oh yeah. Because you, you have to wear I have to wear. Gear. I have to wear their wolves gear, yeah. So I couldn't wear like my gloves that were uh, worn in. So I had to wear like, like newer gloves that were stiff. And I'm thinking, oh, I can barely stick handle. And you know, sure enough, the puck, so I'm just on the half moon, puck comes to me, I go to shoot. And the one thing I'm thinking is just, don't, don't hit him in the head. Don't hit him in the, sh oh, like the neck yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, uh, just imagine taking him out of a playoff game. I would have had the whole team <laughs> after me. Oh man, the whole city of Sudbury would have hated me. That's <laughs> would have been fast. <laughs> I kind of, cause it's weird. Cause every time I do that in my games, I always shoot on Bowen or like my goalie. Like I always shoot on him just, blocker or a glove just to like get him warmed up but I was like these gloves are new like there's a million thoughts racing through my mind like yeah. I'm shooting on Uka just don't hit him in the head and I like fan on it and yeah. it just goes a muffin just along the ice low pad I skate to the corner I'm like all right didn't <laughs> Sweet, did my funny. job did my job oh no it was a muffin it was a fan like it was it was essentially a pass that's what it was oh, it was okay. hilarious it was nice. hilarious so I just went to the corner and I was like didn't hit him in the head way to go but anyways, so yeah, I get I get back to the locker room and it was, it was funny because so the the one PLM brother that was hurt and he had some pretty serious injuries. He's like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm like, all right. So uh, I look at Stilly and the, the head coach and he goes, yeah, Ben. But I couldn't really hear him because people were talking. Yeah. So I was like, what? And he kind of gives me like the uh -uh, like, nah. Oh. <laughs> 
I was like, all right, just take. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "Eh, mm, no. And I was like, okay. So I like take my jersey off, and a couple of guys are giving me a hard time. They're like, oh, good warm up. I was like, oh, felt great. (laughs) You know, he took it in stride. As long as you can joke about it, right? Oh, of course, of course. Well, yeah, like. Yeah, so obviously growing up, I had to deal with some stuff, so I'd be able to take a joke. (laughs) What kind of stuff did you have to grow up with? So I am Japanese. That is my uh, Mm -hmm. background. So my dad's Japanese. Um, so growing up, I've dealt with a little bit of racism in hockey, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, a couple of bad apples in the batch, I guess. Say, yeah, so. it's unfortunate. Like you, you hear a lot of stories, you know, players who are, you know, black or Hispanic or Asian or wh- whatever they their background may be, just having to take unnecessary comments. Yeah. Uh, from sure. from players, because obviously, you know, hockey's like. Hockey's tipping in, exactly. obviously partly partly in do with the NHL having games overseas, yeah, right? Sure. Marketing the game and yeah, sure. um, so it's not as it's not it's not as un- uncommon to see maybe Asian or Black playing the league, yeah. Because if you if you were to look back and you know, let's say the sixties or seventies, you know, you wouldn't see many right. Asian hockey players yeah. or anything sure. like that. So um, why did you handle that? Like, was that really difficult for you or? Um, was I just. I always thought. Um, surprisingly, not. Um, I don't know what it was. I just, I always thought if you had to resort to racism to try and get in my head, I already have you beat. Okay. You're not. You're not being clever. You're not being funny. You're just stating a fact that I am Asian, and I kind of just took it with a grain of salt, and I didn't really even think about it. So is it it's interesting though, because. Like you say before, I was listening to your other podcasts, and it's all about what you can control. You know, focusing mm-hmm. on yourself and what you can control. I was born Asian. There's nothing yeah. I can do about yeah. that. It is out of my control. It's out of my ability. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong so. with that either. No, of course. I'm not saying yeah. Like, doesn't make you a worse. No. No, of course. It is what it is, and you know, I'm happy. I guess so about it. Like, I, I there's nothing I can yeah, do to control it. It is, it is who I am. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good, and uh, I kind that's what I always kind of thought. I was like, you know what, uh, I can't control it. Yeah, I, it is what it is. Um, what I can control though is if I outwork you or I beat you on a play. Yeah. No, I beat you to a puck. I make a nice pass. Like that's what I can do. I can help my team win. I can't control yeah. my ethnicity or you yeah. know, my size. Is it, I can't control my ethnicity anymore that I control can control how big I am. Right. So yeah. it's. It is what it is. You just got to deal with it. And I think, honestly, I think growing up and kind of dealing with that stuff at a young age, it helped me later on being able to just brush things off and not let it get to my head and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I actually have a funny story about that too, though. Okay. If, Let's hear it. I'll, I'll hear it. Um, so me and this one defenseman were going at it all game. So we were going at it and not like chirping wise, but just battling. Cause I'm not a big chirper out there. I just yeah. kind of put my head down, do my job and play. Um, but we're kind of battling, you know, we're just matched up for lines. So every time I dump it in, you know, I'm hitting him and he's crash, like slash me back and, you know, we go at it. And then we started beaking a little bit. And uh, one play he said, he was like, oh, I'm, su- I'm surprised you can see out here. You know, obviously making an oh, Asian joke. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but yeah. obviously you don't want it to. Um, anyway, so he made that joke, right? And I, was kind of, <laughs> I was honestly laughing. I was like, all right, here we go. Like, here they come. And uh, the next play it was funny. So uh, I get the puck and I just pick up speed. I remember this play like it was yesterday. And I, I 
fake the inside and I walk them. Like I just walk them and uh, I go in and I score. And I, I made sure to make a point. I yelled at him. I was like, well, according to you, so I did that with my eyes closed, bud. <laughs> he kind of just skated back to the bench. And I was like, what do you say back to that? I don't think you can say anything. Yeah, what do you like? What do you do? Say it again? I was yeah. like, all right. Like, so it is what it is. But I thought that was a pretty funny story where it's, you know, it, it, karma kind of comes around and bites you in the butt a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That is a good story. I really yeah. Like that one. No, I mean you can deal you can deal yeah. with that kind of stuff in different ways. I just choose to deal with it in my own, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, whether you use it for motivation or you don't even blink an eye to it, I guess it doesn't really matter as long as you find your own way to deal with it. There, there is, there is a like a like a purpose to to chirping, obviously, because you th throw them off their game. Yeah. Look at Brad Marchand. That's yeah, that's what exactly. he's known for. If guys are too busy trying to kill him, and you can yeah. make a play. And free up an open guy, then yeah, you're getting the other team's well, head. But if whether it's getting in your head or not, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like if if you if you don't show them that it's getting into your head, yeah. then it's it's more likely to stop happening because it's yeah. they're gonna think, oh, it's a waste of my time. Yeah, guys, uh, doesn't care. The racism thing, thing too is obviously hope it never happens in hockey. You yeah, hear that. Um, and back to the racism thing too. It was obviously hope it never happens in hockey. You never yeah. want to hear that. Um, but it was it was kind of a thing where if you don't show a reaction, it's like it never even happened. Like they, like I don't know why. It's just if you don't even react to it, you know, if I could have lost my mind and went after the guy, right? Yeah. But then at the end of the day, he did his job. He got in my head, right? So if I find right. like you, exactly like what you just said, if you don't show a reaction, then I feel like it all kind of just subsides and you move on. Like mandatory, like like gender workshops or um, workshops that. You have to go through. I don't know if it's when before you become coaching certified or if you play in certain leagues or. Yeah, we have them. Well, that's why there's like you know ten game suspensions if you mention that yeah, and that's stuff a, like that's that. That's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's in the node as well. It's like yeah. it's a ton of game. If you get caught like saying that, you're yeah. you're sitting out for a month essentially. Like it's yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's prior to getting your coaching. It's Tanner actually, shout out to Tanner once again, North <laughs> Prospects, because uh, he's he currently completed. Uh, hockey coaching so I'm not sure which, which level it was but I think he mentioned to me he had to do some sort of uh, gender inclusion training or yeah we haven't had that okay. um, we do the uh, we do the safe talk so for mental illness okay. we do uh, it's like uh, Canada wide it's mandatory mm -hmm. for all uh, junior leagues in Canada yeah. so we do that but I haven't been a part of those. I feel like it's prior to getting your coaching certification with Hockey Canada. I think it was Tanner, actually. Shout out to Tanner once again, Nor <laughs> Northern Prospects. Uh, I think it was Tanner that told me because he's he currently completed hockey coaching certification. I'm not sure which, which level it was, but I think he mentioned to me he had to do some sort of gender inclusion training yeah. or something like that, Yeah, which is, which is great. Oh, yeah. Course. 100%. So, thank you for sharing. Sorry, I'm yeah, sure it's no, it's never never easy to hear, no, but okay. as long as you can you can take it into stride and be true to yourself. I am who I am. I can't change yeah. it. So, so let, let's move on to to different topic. Uh, do you got any any funny stories from from junior hockey you want to share? Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think of a couple. I, it's weird because in the moment you're like, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. But then you know, two years down the road, like you don't even remember about it. Um. I, I do actually. Okay. I do have a funny story. So I used to play with this guy, Rob Normando. I love the kid. He's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, he, his sticks that he used, this is my first year in Ancaster, the sticks that he used 
were not his own. So we had two guys that were, one was drafted to the Peets, one was drafted to Flint in the second round. Okay. Um, so they got sticks, right? Like they just had their own sticks. Yeah. So he just used their old ones. All different sizes, all different lengths, <laughs> all different curves. Are you serious? Uh, like three completely different, like different brands, everything. Like they couldn't have been any further apart. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I asked him one day, I go, Normie, like, the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Why do you have three different sticks at three different heights? <laughs> and he points to the first sticks, he goes, power play. Points to the second stick, penalty kill. Points to the third stick, breakaway. <laughs> so he goes, power play, PK, breakaway. <laughs> breakaway just happened. Uh, I know. How, how do you? you I, it's just, that's just Normie. <laughs> It was oh, the funniest thing. You had three different sticks at three different heights. What the hell are they for? You know, power play, PK, breakaway. So we had the running joke where our equipment manager would just javelin the, the breakaway stick to him if he ever got one. He'd throw his other one off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wish. That would have been a funny story. That would have been a good story. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, no. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple other good ones too. So same. So it was... Uh, yeah. Him and my buddy Barzi, Dylan Barr, he, uh, they're, they're just both hilarious guys, just yeah. locker room guys. They're so funny. And uh, we were playing Buffalo, and they were not a very good team at the time. And uh, we were winning. Like, it was like the score is ridiculous. Like they'd bring up ten players for games. Like it was, it was bad. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. We'd be, they'd be dead halfway through the first period, and we'd, yeah. be, we'd win games like eighteen one. Like it was eighteen. Yeah, it was kind of oh. was a waste of time for me, honest. Yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, so like, like think about it. 18, 18 one. I'm a forward, zero goals. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was like, what is going on? How am I? How? Like, I'm just I'm baffled. Like yeah. Normie and Barzi score, right? Yeah. And they both like. <laughs> was it a breakaway? <laughs> no, I wish, I wish. Okay. But it was uh no. So they, I like, I get back to the bench and I'm like, how? like they could see him pissed off. Like what the hell? Like how am I not scoring? And. Uh, Barzi comes over and they, they just both sit beside me and they go, you want a tip? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, eat before you leave in case you get lost you, uh, so you won't go hungry if you get lost. I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, eat before you leave, so if you get lost, you won't go hungry. I think, I'm like, I'm just laughing, like, what the hell are they talking about? It wasn't a funny story, but like, it's just them being idiots. Like, at the time, you're just like, oh my God, I, I can't with these guys. Cause they were like they were kind of like fourth line guys yeah but it was just the weirdest thing ever it was like eat before you leave in case you get lost you won't be hungry and that's always stuck with me <laughs> just till this day it was the weirdest thing eat before oh, you leave oh i think i kind of get it actually it's like, like eat before you leave so. kind of feed you in a sense no like, it was no. literally just eat before you <laughs> oh, no, i thought it was like some metaphor no it was literally oh, just geez. eat before you leave so okay. classes, yeah man those, those guys would just sit together and they'd be talking about what do you have for dinner? Oh, chicken parm. Good call. <laughs> I'm like, try to play a game here. <laughs> I'm just dying in the middle it's of the bench. Like stereotypical hockey player talk to stuff. Oh, yeah. Talk anything, just joking around. Yeah, it's just, oh, man. It was, it was the funniest stuff. Like, we'd be in a tight game. Yeah. We'd be in a tight game. You know, we're down one, 10 minutes left in the third. Need a goal. Like, get these two points for playoff yeah, run. Yeah, so you're like, probably like, locked into the KO. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm locked in. Like, I was playing with some... Like I was playing on one of the higher lines too, so I was getting some good ice time, and it, it was just it was just stuff like that where it was, they, they, it was weird though because it doesn't make sense, but it loosens you up. 
mm-hmm. it's kind of you know I'm so focused I'm so dialed in I'm thinking about the mistakes I made that last shift I'm like yeah. what I got to do better and then they're talking about what they had for dinner because <laughs> they're just sitting on the bench I was like oh this is killing me next thing you know you forget you're so dialed in you forgot that you didn't eat before the game so now you're hungry because you're thinking about chicken parm yeah. <laughs> so you're hungry you want to get this goal you want to make yeah, playoffs I'm scoring I'm getting off I'm getting that chicken parm <laughs> yeah yeah no it was funny so they're just they're just characters you there's always a couple of them on your team. You need, honestly, I think you need those on your team. It's, it's good to have those those uh, team clowns, you know? Oh, just keep things loose and yeah. just develop through cool. an informal role, yeah. yeah. Yeah, last year it was Brett McGlade. His name was Moose. So we do the, uh, so I was a vet, and um, we do kind of the rookie draft, right? So the vets, like, they do a draft, and uh, they pick a rookie, so yeah. like that's their rookie for the year. So you know you're kind of like their mentor. Like the mentor of yeah, yeah. So if they need help with anything, you know they come to you. So uh, I took Moose. I took Moose like third or something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember telling him halfway through the season, I was like, Moose, I think you were the sleeper. I think you should have gone number one. You were the sleeper pick. We're just joking around. Yeah. He's like, Oh no, I definitely was a sleeper, but not for the reason you think. I'm like, Well, what reason? He's like. Oh, I was actually asleep. I, I didn't know what was going on. Someone just called my name. I woke up and I was like, okay. And I went back to bed. <laughs> this is on the bus right home. And I was like, well, you're definitely a sleeper pick then, man. It was just anything he said was hilarious. And it was, uh, but he wasn't trying to be funny. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just who he's he was. He was one of those guys. He doesn't play anymore, unfortunately. Oh. But he's still in Sudbury. And okay. all the guys from last year are like, we got to get him on the bus. We got to get him on the bus. <laughs> he's got to be on a northern trip. He's got to oh, come yeah. on the bus. So it was hilarious. It was a good story. Is and, he still hanging out with him? I haven't seen him as much often. I saw him out a couple of times, but and just same guy. <laughs> he went to uh, he went to Sue Greyhounds camp actually. Really? Yeah. So uh, he went to the Greyhounds camp, <laughs> but he was gonna go to school in Ottawa. Okay. Like he already committed and everything. To play hockey. To play? No, no, no. Just to go to school. Oh, okay. So I think he kind of was done with that chapter in his life, which is fair enough. Like mm-hmm. if you want to go to school, he was a smart kid too, so he wanted to go to yeah. Ottawa. And uh, so <laughs> as the story goes. Uh, another guy on our team, he was drafted by the Sioux a, a little while ago. What's his name? Uh, Clark. Christopher Clark. He's on okay. my team. So I, I don't know when he was drafted, if I'm being honest. But, uh, but Brett apparently asked him, he's like, oh, are you going to go to Sioux camp? And Clark, he's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going, man. And Brett's like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to go and then quit hockey and go to school in Ottawa. <laughs> so he just went all the way out to the Sioux to do a... To do a OHL camp. He's like, all right, I'm done. That was fun. <laughs> that was just who he was as a character. It was, yeah. it was awesome. It's funny because I feel like we get those those jealous teammates or people per se. It's like you're going to Sioux camp. You're not really like taking it seriously oh, per se. Course, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, of course, yeah, yeah. You hear you hear about those stories where some people may be more naturally gifted than others, and they just don't have the same yeah, uh, sure. passion or sure. or goals. And yep. there's other people who would do almost anything to to be in that position. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty funny. Yeah, like, just, just I might just go to Sioux camp. <laughs> like, oh, I might just go to Sioux camp and then quit hockey and then go to school in Ottawa. <laughs> so, so. It's a great story. I really, really enjoyed that so one. Sudbury, so I yeah. It's just those guys that, you know, you, you'll never forget. It doesn't, oh, matter how, it doesn't matter how old you get, you'll never forget them. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um... so, so moving on from, from Rayside, obviously this is your last year of eligibility for 
junior hockey. What are your plans for, for post-junior? Are you aiming to play hockey with the Voyageurs? Or? Yeah, so that's kind of my outline for right now. I tried out last year and this year. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make the cut either times. But from what I hear from the coach, I made a, I made a good impression. So. Oh, yeah? What did he, uh, what did he have to say? Uh, <laughs> so it was it was interesting though because he I mean last year I would have been 18 trying out okay. this year I was 19 and the next youngest guy was 20 right so I'm still yeah. a year behind everyone um, in the sense of I can still play junior yeah so what he said to me was first I remember the first meeting we had I kept trying to talk to him be like hey like what's going on I kind of need to know I gotta let my junior team know right if they gotta yeah. fill a spot if they gotta fill a spot soon I gotta let them know right so he's like okay okay so he's like give it a week so I give it a week I just keep trying out and he calls me in and he's, he says if I had if I had to take you at this very moment I would and in my head I'm like thinking like all right great let's where do I sign yeah. and then this next sentence was but I don't think like right now is the best situation for you Okay. So I was, and he, he told me, he's like, I could, I see you're a proud kid. I kind of put my head down, like frustrated, obviously, like in front of him. And he's, he see me. He's like, I tell you're a proud kid, and obviously you don't want to get cut. But looking back on it, he was 100% right. He was 100% right. He said, I mean, we straight up with you. He's super honest with me. He's like, you're, you probably won't play a lot. So just go back to junior, play good minutes, get on special teams, and stuff like that, and play some games. He's like, I've never taken a practice player and seen him get better. So in that sense, like, he totally, he totally could have done that. He totally could have been like, yeah, so we'll take you as a practice player, and I would have signed right on. But he would have known that, you know, I probably wouldn't have improved that much yeah. to try and work my way up the depth chart. So yeah, it's funny because I still remember this. He told me he said, it doesn't look good right now. I know you're upset right now, but trust me, this is this is the best decision for you. And sure enough it was so I got to play a lot and came Sweet. back again this year and you know improved some more and then it's sort of the same thing say hey go play junior again it's your last year yeah do do the best you can do and then we'll talk about it in the future so Sweet. hopefully hopefully that's that's my main goal right now obviously yeah. nothing set in stone but so that'll work for it and mm -hmm. that's my outline sort of so to speak so sweet it's all great stuff so with you, one more thing. So with you currently being a student at Laurentian and playing with Rayside, I, got, I would imagine it would be a similar commitment to, um, to being a LU Voyager's athlete as well as a student yeah. at the same time. How do, how do you manage that dual expectation? Because in the last podcast, we talked to Zach Wilkie a bit, and he had some, some good tips. Well, what would your tips be? To manage both, I, I would just say get it done. You just, you just got to find a way. I mean, there's no there's some tricks where... You, you know, maybe you're gonna study on the bus, or uh, you're gonna find some extra time. But at the end of the day, it's just you just gotta put your head down. Same thing with hockey, right? Yeah. You know, you're trying to get better. You have five minutes at the end of practice. You gotta work on something in those five minutes. It may only be five minutes, but you gotta you just, if you keep those five minutes keep adding up, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing kind of with school, right? Great. Well, if you chip true. away at it for 15 minutes. Yeah eventually those 15 minutes add up and at the end of the week you're done your assignment or whatever. You know, like instead of, let's say you got 15 minutes before class, instead of being on Instagram or on Snapchat for exactly. 15 minutes, you could, yeah. you know, be be doing a little bit of reading, right. to, you know, even if it's just like a page and a half of reading. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, it's still okay. something and it's you just keep chipping away, yeah. chipping away and it adds up, right? Those extra, those five minutes or 15 minutes here and there really add up. And so it's just yeah. really about being mindful of you know, like being mindful of, of presence, like, oh, you know, because you don't, because 
I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. You don't want it to get to the point where you got an assignment due tomorrow, or let's even say the day of, and it's like, wow, like I got 20 pages of reading to do, and I got to write three pages of work, or whatever it may be. I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. No, no, I get more nervous for that than a big hockey game. So. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. It's not oh, a pretty geez. sight. No, yeah, but that's a, that's a really good point. And the thing is, too, you know, if you start early and you keep chipping away for those 15 minutes, you're not, if you have a game, an assignment due the next day, you're not worried during your game about your assignment the next right. day, right? So yeah. it doesn't affect you on the ice as well in that sense. That's what, that's what uh, Zach Wilkie was saying, actually, yeah. too. Yeah, I had a similar point. He actually had this really good analogy where he said, you know, if you if you have baggage, and this this is easier said than done, obviously. obviously, but he said if you have baggage, when you get to the rink, take that bag, leave it at the door, go play hockey, focus on that, and then when you get out of the rink, you can pick that bag back up, leave the rink, right. and you can focus on yes. focus on that. But you got you got to take it a step at a time. I yeah, think is is what he means, and because yeah. he said if you take that baggage onto the ice with you, it's only gonna weigh you down. Because yeah. I, I actually remember I had a a high school exam the next day after a game and it was weird because every single like you know throughout the entire warm-up off ice on ice whatever that's all i was thinking about was the exam yeah thinking about the exam i'm like man like i'm like running through formulas in my head i'm yeah. like trying to memorize i'm like okay this is this this is this I equals mx plus b yeah <laughs> e equals mc squared yes nailed it <laughs> no uh yeah so but it was weird because as soon as i started playing it was it was gone it was right. just hockey. It was yeah. it was fun. It's what I love to do. It's why I'm trying to do both. It's all this stuff. So it was interesting where um, you know you're nervous about other stuff, and then as soon as I get that first shift out of the way, I was like, all right, let's let's have some fun. This is it's yeah, it's interesting that way. Well, I believe that that concludes all the questions I want to ask you. Is there anything else you'd like to throw in, or any tips for for players that are aiming or currently playing junior hockey? Yeah, I'd say. My biggest tip would be it's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. So being, you know, 16, trying to make that goal of making it to the OHL, you know, years down the line, I'm 19 and I'm possibly playing in an OHL game, right? Like you never know when those opportunities are going to come. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You got to don't beat yourself up too when you're down. Like don't get too low. You never know what's going to happen if you just keep plugging away. Okay, so with that being said, Ben, thank you again for coming out today. I really appreciate it. You had some really good stuff, I think. Got to learn a little bit more about you, and there's uh, yeah. some both serious and funny stories along yeah. the way. So yeah, for sure. thank awesome. you for that. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And so that concludes the fourth episode of the Mental Dive podcast with myself, Taylor Staden. As always, thank you for listening, and please be sure to keep up with my social media. My Instagram is at TGS underscore mental performance. And on this account, I use it as a way to promote my podcast as well as to share some little tidbits of some key mental skills. So please be sure to tune in for that. In the coming weeks, I will be releasing an interview that I had with current youth sports swimmer Ethan Harrison. During this interview, without giving too much weight because I do want to incentivize it so that you have to listen to the podcast, I know a little sneaky me. We talk about such topics such as resilience, building through adversity, as well as how he handles a dual student-athlete role. So again, everybody, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to releasing some more podcasts for everybody to have the chance to listen to. Thank you, and keep diving. This has been Mental Dive with Taylor Staden.